0: Welcome to NetFront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon of the Post-Dispatch, joined once again by our Blues beat reporters, Jim Thomas, uh, dialing in from sunny SoCal from here in the SDL, Tom Timmerman. And guys, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting, uh, interesting little stretch here uh, after running into some real frustrations at home and a couple of tough games against the Kings. Uh, quite the adventure in California, JT, and uh, I wouldn't say the team's hot, but certainly they finally got a little traction.
1: We just never know what to expect from game to game. I, I believe uh, last week in the space, we were talking about how they couldn't win and how they couldn't score. And now they've scored what 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 goals in three games. And are three, and zero. they, they just can't lose in Anaheim, you know, and it, it's a shame they're done with the four games there. I, I suggested in my story today that maybe they could just maybe paint the ducks logo at center ice at enterprise, maybe to help them win some home games since they, uh, they have the worst home record of any of the 16 teams that are currently in uh, playoff position. But before we dive too deep in this, Tom, $4 and five cents for gas in your home state of California. Ooh. What's Whoa. up with that?
2: There are a lot of taxes that are built into the uh, California price, which go towards roads and other assorted things. So um, it's, uh, you know, Missouri, very low gas prices, low, a low tax state, uh, California, a high, uh, high tax state, um, but the the money is put to uh, is put to good use.
1: Gardo, maybe that could be like a chamber of commerce uh, slogan. Welcome to St. Louis. You'll love our cost of living. Or, no. Yeah, I mean they should have. Uh, I bet Albert Pujols wishes he had known about those
0: gas prices before he took <laughs> that uh, deal. <laughs> Anaheim. But no, uh, well, well, Tom, this is a. Uh, it, it is interesting to see our heroes go out. Of course you know, let's start with the wild game in in San Jose where it it, had, they kept going. I mean, they were threatening to get into double digits. Uh, Nobody could stop anything. And uh, it was just a free-for-all out there, which the chief clearly was visibly uh, unimpressed with the, uh, the game itself, but I got the boys had to like it in that little pond hockey and and
2: loosening up and getting some goals. Yeah. I I think I've covered lower scoring NHL all-star games uh, than that one. So, uh, so yes, um you know it was great you know for the from the blues point of view to see wow we can we can score goals but on the other hand you know allowing six in a game is just not uh, is not their style um and it, and it wasn't like they were six you know kind of gretzky-esque goals with uh you know like oh you know you really should have been able to stop that so um yeah it um you know i think ultimately they'll be glad to have one more point than the opposition in those games but um yeah they uh Uh, They need to be better defensively on that, and they got the. But two things from that game: one, you see, you know, they they got um, people say, will we see the Jordan Binnington of old? Well, that that is in some ways the Jordan Binnington of old of the um, that he's you know I want to say out of control, but uh, that his emotions move to the fore, uh, which certainly happened there. But they also saw Ville Huso, you know, step in and uh, get the job done in one of uh, his uh, better outings under uh, difficult circumstances.
0: Yeah, JT, that's one of the good stories. Uh, of course, they, they do need uh, huso to win some games, and that opened the door for him to uh, contribute on the West Coast, and and also give uh, you know Jordan a chance to re, to regroup. They've been leaning very hard on Bennington, and uh, so yeah, there's a lot of storylines to discuss this week in the net front. But uh, certainly, Huso stepping up and uh, and chipping in uh, a big plus for this team.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt, and and it's a tough spot for for a rookie. Uh, uh who hadn't started an NHL game entering this uh season I mean when you're Jake Allen and you've you've had almost 300 starts in the NHL you know last season you you've got that foundation that resume of games and I think it's it's easier to be a a once a week goalie but who so the way the schedules work, he's not even a once a week goalie. So sometimes this the start, uh, uh, last night in Anaheim, it was, uh, his first start in like 16 days. So it, it's tough to stay sharp for a young guy. And that was, that was really amazing. I, I think we can use the old hockey cliche. He, he helped them steal two points with how he played in, uh, in, uh, San Jose, take that last second, unexpected entry and contrast it with when he, uh, Stepped in in the uh, game two against uh, uh, Colorado and how different it was. And it, remember, in both cases, he enters the game. And oh, Ville, by the way, in case you've been daydreaming, uh, we're starting a power play as soon as you get in the uh, lineup. Go out there and get him, kid. Uh, oh, what, be 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 careful for number nine. His his name's Evander Kane. You know. So yeah, that that was some some great stuff. And then and then he he gives uh, he gives uh, Bennington a little rest on. Uh, uh, a Monday night he he had to give up his ob- obligatory uh early goal and then then he settled in and so i i, I think blues fans are still a little bit nervous about so. and I, I i guess with some uh uh there, there's some reason for that but uh, and we're we're going to see a lot more of him because the blues are going to start playing some back to backs now but i think he's making strides
2: yeah, the blues have a back to back basically every week for the next what five five weeks. I think they have at least, you know, they have a back-to-back series in all of them. So uh, that's, that's some games coming up for, uh, for Billy Huso. As Doug Armstrong
0: was talking about the team, you know, whether it was uh, talking about Huso or any number of the guys that are forced to fill in who probably didn't expect to play this year, uh, who are now uh, in the mix. Um, you know, it's tough because look, like you said, if you put on the sweater, you're expected to perform, you know, they need you this team needs you to, to win games. And whether you're the seldom seen backup or the AHL depth forward, all of a sudden the blues are thrusting a lot of guys into the line of fire in a condensed season when everything's magnified JT. And uh, you know, it's, it seems uh, one by one uh, so far anyways, uh, under very tough circumstances, the, the blues uh, are getting a, enough from all these fill-ins to, uh, to stay, uh, to stay alive.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, uh, who knows if they'll be able to keep it up, but uh, Dakota Joshua, not, e- not even the, uh, the goal that he managed to score without the benefit of using his stick, but he's he's been, he's been pretty good, pretty good, you know, clearing out the puck in chart areas, smart play, uh, 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 being physical, and Nathan Walker has, has been pretty good too. He's, he's nearly had two or three goals these last two games. He had five shots on goal on Monday, had a couple of really good chances in that game last night he hits a, he hits a post and, and he's a feisty guy. He's, he's a uh, checker kind of like uh, you know, Jaden Schwartz light in terms of being a little guy who's quick and, and, uh, uh, but, 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 but feisty. And so, yeah, they're, they're getting some good play out of these guys. Now, a lot of times when players are called out for a game or two or three, they're, they're almost running on adrenaline. Oh my God, I'm in, the, I'm in the big leagues and then reality sets in. So the longer this goes on with them, we'll see what happens. Although, yeah, got to think that Walker's time is probably going to end uh, uh, this weekend with uh, the the imminent return of Vladdy Tarasenko.
2: And yeah, when I thought about depth for this team, it really it really did not consider Dakota Joshua as being part of the depth for this team. It's just it's just yeah, that was like way down on the on the ladder here of uh, potential players. And I thought we would see the Sam Anissas of the world before we saw him, but they needed a center and um, Uh, And he's the guy. You know, you wonder if if you compare how Pagansky has done and how Joshua has done, and obviously it's only two games for Joshua, but, you know, the the taxi squad is going to get crowded real soon. Would you rather have Joshua around and on hand? Uh, Because Pagansky, I mean, you know, Joshua got a goal in his first game. Pagansky has played six NHL games. Doesn't have a shot on goal yet. I mean, this year he's played five games, no shots on goal. He only one shot attempt you know, at least Dakota Joshua has made things happen, um, in this time, but yeah, um, Nathan Walker is, uh, is probably, uh, walking that tightrope now because any day now we'll be, uh, chronicling the return of one Vladimir Tarasenko.
1: Jeff, who would have thought midway through the season here at the net front, we'd be discussing the merits of Austin Pagansky versus Dakota Joshua,
0: <laughs> uh, such as the, uh, such as the, the strain of this, uh, of this shortened season with all these injuries, but yeah, let's go ahead and jump in on 91. Uh, this has been, um, I think it's, this has been moving more readily than I thought it would. You know, I, I was always pushing his return maybe toward, you know, later in the month, um, taking, you know, I'm being very cautious about any expectation, but boy, he's, uh, um, he's moved right along and he's been, he's been with the group and he's made his case. And uh, I guess JT, uh, we're going to find out, um, you know, if if Laddie can contribute to this team, and we're going to find out sooner than later.
1: Yeah, that that that's for sure. I too, Jeff. I, I was thinking maybe mid March to late March, so it's it's a week or two earlier, uh, or three earlier than than I thought, which is uh, interesting. But uh, you know, uh, the the chief kind of laid the cards on the table the other day when uh, uh, after the morning said, "Oh no, there's nothing more he can do. He's he's ready." And uh, so people are saying, well, he said he's ready, but he's not playing Wednesday night. People, why is not he in the lineup? Uh, Shame on Vlad. They've had a plan, a schedule of when he's going to be back all along. And uh, there's only three games left on the trip. And it's going to be one of those games. If I had to guess, if I was going to take a slot, uh, you know, in the uh, Tarasenko bingo, I think I would pick Saturday night in LA. The thinking is, Maybe you don't want him right off the bat to be playing a back-to-back, and why start him and then have to sit him the next day? So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Saturday against the Kings, which would be very interesting because that's the team way back October 24, 2019. That's the team where uh, he he uh, suffered the uh, shoulder surgery that basically has led to two surgeries now.
2: Yeah, that will be a. Um you know, a, a much heralded event when that happens. You know, the question of how how good Tarasenko can be and how quickly he can get there. I mean, I think it's going to be a slow process. He, I, you know, Doug like Armstrong was saying, well, it would be great if he came out and was, you know, scoring at, you know, the pace he had before. But I think everyone realizes that's probably not uh, what we're going to see here. <clears throat> that, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's going to be gradual, you know, and, and you know, he's not going to be playing 20 some odd minutes probably right off the bat, That he's going to be, If he's 15, 16 minutes, I mean, they'll be out there, Um, you know, they've got to be a little conservative with him, even though he's cleared to play that, um, you know, he just hasn't done it. And so we'll see. And, you know, injuries, they, they take a while and sometimes just getting the timing back, it can take months. So, you know, can he get back to the top of his game during the season? I don't know if that's going to happen with the basically two months that we have left in the regular season.
0: Well, and JT, uh, as Doug Armstrong laid out the, uh, the medical uh, scenario, um, they need something out of 91 because Robert Thomas is not going to play for a long time. Barbara is not going to play for a long time. You, don't, you know, Jane Schwartz remains a mystery. Uh, this is the same with Tyler Bozak. I mean, this is not a, it was not a super uh, encouraging uh, update that uh, Armstrong gave the media uh, this week. And so uh, 91 is, will be back in some form. And you know when your alternative is him or Nathan Walker, you know, or um, you know, it's the odds are he's going to be able to give you something more than you were going to get uh, from from some various fill ins. So they need something, JT, because man, it, it, the the uh, Calvary is a long ways off as far as this team goes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was you're right. That uh, uh, that's a good point uh, about it. It's kind of sobering to hear the. Pretty precise uh, rundown of the injuries, and a couple things stood out with that. One, he said Barbashev was six weeks, which is kind of pushed back a couple of weeks because originally it was six weeks. Well, now about two weeks have passed since the injury, so he said he's still six weeks away. And then the fact that you know we had kind of maybe from talking with Chief and and it's thought that Bozak was close because he remember he tried to skate a couple times, then he had a setback. It sure looks like a concussion. Bozak's had concussion issues. He fell back on his head. And sometimes you think you're ready. You go out in the ice and you, you have symptoms. So now all of a sudden, Bozak's not skating. And 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 uh, Armstrong says, hey, he's he's out. Put him in the same category as Pareko and Schwartz. He's out indefinitely. So yeah, they're kind of, other than Tarasenko, unless something quick happens with Pareko or Schwartz, we're talking maybe a a month before there's any hope for, for any of these these guys to come back. So yeah, Tarasenko will help. You can just see just around the practices and what the players say that uh, just him being on the ice is uh, kind of uplifting for, for, for the players. It looks like he's going to start off on a line with Shen and Perron. They've, they've cleared the cap space uh, by simply by putting Bozak and uh, Barbashev on LTIR. So they're, they're, they're ready to go.
2: Years ago, uh, I was asking Larry Plo about an impending roster move when somebody came back and he said, I'm not going to worry about it until the time comes because this is hockey and things always happen. Uh, and sure enough, I mean, for all the things, what are the blues, what machinations will the blues have to go through to get Tarasenko back? Nope, other guys got hurt. They go on a LTIR. And case closed. You don't have to. You know, Carl Gunnarsson gets injured. It's out for the season. There's some of the money, and it just it uh, it falls into place somehow. These things work out, and the Blues, um, <laughs> amid all these injuries, fortunate that they did not have to um, shed any players to uh, to make this work. And they may have, you know, they've got enough money now to probably get them through the season, uh, you know, at least until the very end, with just all the guys that are hurt. Which is, uh, if there's any. Uh, any bright side to this but gosh it's amazing just the number of games almost it's the last couple of games no one has gotten hurt it's been like a, an amazing change in in the team's fortune they're finishing with with 20 skaters or 18 skaters 20 players uh, who would have thought because it was getting like every night out it's like i was thinking before the game some guys laced up his you know his skates, and one of them won't be coming back you know <laughs> but,
1: but they well, did have, we, uh, uh what you and i yesterday we counted in what was it like 11 or 12
2: yeah, games. Yeah, it's something like 11 games where they have not finished with the full uh, full collection of players they started with. so Which is like half their, half their games. Half. Yeah, yeah you, you you look at
0: the uh, – I guess it was wise. We look back, they went ahead and spent the Alexander Steen money to bring in Hoffman. It seemed like at the time – wouldn't say overkill, but an aggressive mood, move, you could have simply sat on the um, – cap space to see if there was something you would need. They spent it and I guess it's a good thing they did. I mean, uh, Hoffman's been, I guess okay. Uh, Armstrong kind of gave it, an, I guess, an okay assessment of him so far but he's a skilled guy. He's contributing uh, for sure and if they didn't go out and add Hoffman to their mix, I mean, they're, they're forward. And Annis is in the
2: lineup right now. I mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, no offense, but still, I mean, that's, yeah, it's uh, as it turned out, spending... Ahead of time was a smart move.
1: Yeah, it was, and and uh, yeah, Hoffman. I mean, he's he's kind of on his normal pace, and you know, we had heard coming in that he was kind of a streaky player. He's been a little quiet lately, but uh, with that shot, you know, he hadn't taken a lot of shots the last two or three games. But with that shot, it's just a matter of of a volume, and and some of them are going to go in. He's on a you know a pace uh, for over an eighty-two game schedule to be be in the fifties. So yeah, that turned out to be you know fifty points. And, and his usual 20 25 goals so yeah that turned out to be a a, a good move and really uh, he came much cheaper than we thought at uh, at uh, four million uh, uh, a year I do like just the one aside on the uh, very end of uh, Armstrong's uh, marathon it was it was great Armstrong uh, does great in the press conference settings and this was even greater because it was only about five of us uh Five or six of us, including like half the post dispatch uh, <laughs> staff, we we come out in force, don't we, fellas? Yeah, right but uh, right at the end, he took a, just a not so subtle shot at Vince Dunn's agent. There, it's like, yeah, well, one good thing now, I don't have, <laughs> don't have to worry about someone calling up, yeah, screwing my guy, he needs to play 20 minutes a game. And then he said, Well, Vince Dunn is playing 20 minutes a game now. It took
2: me a second to, to, to like listen to that again and like, No, I think, I think that was, I think that was a like, shot, a, shot right in the ribs. <laughs> So and uh, yeah, I mean Vince is uh, getting. I don't know that Vince has done you know that much with all that. Uh, you know, hasn't started scoring goals at a greater clip. But uh, um, yeah, certainly um, plenty of, and plenty of Nico Mikola time now too. It's uh, um,
1: who's mi- who's minus seven for whatever yeah. that's worth.
2: Yeah, well, I think over the past three games, I think he and Bortuzzo are both yeah like minus five over the last three games. So they they have uh, been out there for the uh, the brunt of. Uh, when things have gone the other way here. All right. On a positive
0: note, um, because of all the injuries, you know, we are, I'm sure the uh, you guys have been running into it uh, with uh, chatters and uh, tweeters and commenters. The uh, people kept wondering, you know, boy, Zach Sanford keeps getting a lot of run here. Well, they ran out of players. So he was going to get ice time. That was <laughs> Keith likes him, but not like he had any options. So Zach was going to keep playing. And finally, finally, the Zach Sanford scoring machine is operational. And, and again, here's a guy they need because they don't, have their, their options are limited. So Zach Sanford has to play well for this team.
1: Well, Zach, if you're listening, I apologize. I've told people maybe two three weeks ago, I've seen enough. I'm done with you. And lo and behold, six goals in nine games. I mean, it's, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, he he's all of a sudden he's stronger with the puck. He's in front of the net. He's getting uh tip ins and, uh, uh, they needed somebody to, you know, players to step up. He certainly stepped up. Uh, my boy, uh, Sonny Sunquist has stepped up at Sanford is, oh my God, he's, he's got, what he's got seven goals.
2: And this is always the, you know, the, the challenge of Zach Sanford, which is, you know, really good he, when he gets going he gets going he scores goals and and then when he stops he's it's, it's you know he, he goes off the cliff and so it's uh he's in one of those uh you know high zach sanford uh, runs right now and you got to make the most of that while you can and try to extend it and you the the potential that the blue Sea is that he's going to keep doing this and and that's always you know this is going to become this is zach sanford and he's not going to be a goal a game guy but that he can be a, a 25 goal scorer and you know they just have to find a way to to keep the Zach Sanford momentum and not have this turn into another eight game drought uh with uh, costly turnovers and and I think Zach realizes that and it's one of the things I just got to keep my legs moving and it would seem like that should be like whether it's tattooed on his arm or written on his gloves or something <laughs> keep feet moving and uh, that, uh, which is, always- is
1: important for big guys, really the big yeah. guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But so sometimes like
1: he gets like Tage Thompson disease, right, and can't. Yeah. Doesn't really move.
2: Yeah, but hang like large signs behind the goal. Keep feet moving, or uh, Steve Ott on the bench. Move your feet. No. So. Uh, you know, just
0: as an aside, guys, because uh, Jt brought up the name. Oh my, Tage and the rest of the Sabers. Oh. <laughs> oh.
1: They've got, some, works. they've got they just some. players. How does it happen every year? Oh. poor Mike Carrington, our, our brethren over there.
0: And, but 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 Tom, I mean Ryan O'Reilly, I mean every day just
2: pinching himself, right? Every day. <laughs> talking about brush with brush with fate, right there for for him. And uh, they and, and then they're saying, well, now they need to they should trade Aichel. That That's the next. You know, that's that's oh, a, sure. one of the things they need to do because now, now you want to get rid of your other best player on the team, one of the best, you know, generational player, uh, because they need three guys to, you know, try to replace that or something. I
1: don't know. I don't know. Carter Hutton, Carter Hutton, huh? Yeah. If only he'd re-signed with the Blues in 1819, who knows? Maybe we don't even know who Jordan Bennington is. Right? Oh, no, mm-hmm. man. Think about, yeah. I mean, life circumstances, the, uh,
0: which way the roulette wheel, uh, you know, where the ball falls. I mean, what number, what color? I mean, yeah, it's crazy, man. How about that? Soboka, Berglund, Tajay, Ryan O'Reilly. Oh my. Oh, but anyways, that's uh, that's Buffalo's problems. You know, on a positive note for our heroes, it it appears that I wouldn't say it's fixed, but for a day anyways, JT, we can stop talking about how the power play sucks.
1: Yeah. boy, What, uh, uh, what a surprise we were talking about the unexpected however every game something uh, uh, strange happens what a surprise that was last night first time again it's like everything there's some strange forces at work here everything points back to October 24th mm-hmm. 2019 which is when Vladdy got hurt and when Bennington had a stare down with Kyle Clifford that led to a little little uh, uh ruckus there that's the last time the blues have scored three power play goals it was uh, October 24th, 2019. Tory Krug, uh, who knows, maybe he listened to uh, uh, Armstrong's uh, gentle, but direct uh, chiding of the, of the power play work and him him at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Armstrong said, Hey, we don't want to lay all the blame uh, on Tory Krug, but then he added, eh, but he, he, he should be better on the power play. So he gets, he's, he gets two, uh, two assists uh, uh, quarterbacking the power play. And that's really what Torrey Krug uh, uh, was. He was the assist man. He, he was a setup guy. He was a point guard. I mean, okay. He's got only one goal, but that, that was never really what his, he did for that power play. I think last year he was nine goals and 40 assists. And now he's got like one goal and I think 13 assists. So. Uh, i i don't know tom what, what what are you seeing i mean are they were they being more direct was it just one of those nice because anaheim is a uh, they're for all their problems they're one of the, the maybe top 10 uh they're, they're they're one of the league's better uh, penalty kill units
2: yeah you know i i think they were making i don't say more high danger passes but they're i think they were challenging to get the puck into into different you know not just working the perimeter war pass, cross-ice passes to get through and try to you know force things to happen, and um, you know, and all it takes is one stick in there from a from a duck defender to mess things up, and then you're you're back to start. But they were winning the faceoffs. They were keeping the puck in the zone, you know, the quick pressure because as we've seen a lot of times, if they lose the opening faceoff, the puck goes down. Sometimes it's taking them a minute or more to get in and get set up. They were keeping it in, getting started, and then they were they were making the plays, um, you know, that needed to be made. And I've said this, I think, in chats and before is, you know, it's not like they need new X's and O's. They don't need new diagrams. They just need to do what they're doing and, and do it effectively. Um, because I mean, there's only, a you know, a limited number of power play designs you have uh, and they just have to execute. And I think what we saw them was was executed. We also saw a heck of a shot by Braden Shen. I mean, that was, you know, that was spectacular that the. Uh, on on his goal there so and a nice move by Sonny it didn't work the first time he tried it again and it worked the second time and uh you know the the mystery or the the well in some way oscar sunquist you know stepping up in ways you never expected oscar sunquist to step up
0: yeah and of course jt uh again speaking of what where you get hammered in chats and uh on twitter uh we've talked about zach we've talked about oscar and uh seattle you know they're keeping taking notes on which of these blues blue stands are always going to be nervous about something. So yeah, they're going to, and Doug Armstrong made the point like, look, we're, we're going to lose. Doug Armstrong said the blues are going to lose somebody
1: that they don't want to lose. And it's just, yeah, gonna no,
0: you can try yeah. to, yeah. To and, and and
1: yeah. I, I, and I, uh, I wrote kind of a, uh, a, uh you know, who, who who should they protect and who shouldn't. And, and uh, I had uh this was in November. So it was before the season I had Falk exposed and done protected. Now I, I switched that. And, but, I, but I don't know how you get around the forwards. You're going to lose someone who's more than a serviceable player. Now, maybe with uh, uh, Schwartz's injury history, I, I kind of had him projected as a, as a, uh, as a keeper, as a protected guy, because you, you know, he, he's one of the core players. I think he's, I think he's kind of underrated among the. Uh, the fans that really productive in the playoffs the last couple of years, if he's asking a lot, he's got the injury history. Yeah. Although last year he did play in every game. So I don't know. Do you do, dare, I dare, we say, if we see enough from Sanford, do you protect him? And, and uh, of course Schwartz, a little different category because he's a, he's, he's scheduled to, uh, to be an unrestricted uh, uh, free agent, but you just, yeah. Yeah the The best part about that is you're only going to lose one player, so you're going to lose one player that you that you like, and and then you move on.
2: Yeah, and, and, and you start thinking about what what can they do, how can they can can they get cute? You know, if you leave David Perron unprotected to protect someone else's Perron's, you know, age is that something that would you know have a, have Seattle stay away from him, or you know do you you know but is that a risk you want to take about? losing David Perron. On the other hand, how many more years of Perron do you have while you could have, you know, who knows how many years of Zach Sanford or Oscar Sundquist, you know, so that those are the the challenges that uh, Doug Armstrong and his team are going to face on, on who to protect because yeah, I mean, there's a lot of situations where it's going to be tough to protect Oscar Sundquist and I don't, you know, and Zach Sanford is, is probably, I would think behind Sonny in line um, on the protection list.
0: Yeah, uh, those are, Especially Sonny, I don't think, boy, Chief, it would be a tough one, tough one for the Chief. Because, I mean, they just, you know, this guy just, you know, he's everything about Oscar's game, the Chief loves, you know, because he's just, he throws his body out there, puts himself in harm's way. Definitely a Chief guy. But hey, last topic on the net front this week, uh, Doug Armstrong mentioned it, didn't give much, as you would expect, no real specifics, but indicated that, yeah, they'd like to, uh, do something with Jordan Bennington and do something with Jaden Schwartz. Uh, Bennington of the two is you just have to do something there. That's not even, he's not even a discussion. You just have to make something happen. And and that to me is going to be the tricky one because you see what Robin Leonard signed for. You see what Jacob Markstrom signed for. Um, It's going to take some money, but there's no choice, right? I mean, you can talk about Schwartz and, you know, where's the money because he's had injury histories. Where are you going to go? with him dollars wise, but there's no, you don't want to lose Bennington and then not know what your goaltending looks like.
1: No, I I would think all the leverage. And I mean, all the leverage is with uh, uh, Bennington, just because of what they, uh, what they have behind them and who shows unproven. They've got two, I would say really, really good prospects in Colton Ellis and Joel Holfer, but they're both 20 They both probably need, what, two, three seasons in the uh, in the AHL. And this season can't be helping Hofer that much. He's just been practicing. You know, he's the the taxi squad goalie. So I think you just have to grin and bear it with uh, uh, with Bennington. You know, you can say, well, yeah, but, you know, the market's depressed. The cap is flat. You can't let Bennington walk out the door. You, You just can't. And he's a real good goalie. The 18-19 season was, you know, lightning in a bottle. He's he's probably never going to have a season like that, you know, 1.89 goals against. But I think we can all see how competitive the guy is, how much he cares, how much he hates to lose, how much the team feeds off of him, and uh, and enjoys him. Like I said, I, Peron was actually I, – I, I saw him laughing after – in the moment, he was laughing when Bennington did his Atlantics in San Jose. Braden Shin just kind of shakes his head, and it's like, you know, they're like place kickers, goalies—just they're weird—and just leave them alone. But uh, the team, uh, the team really feeds off him, so I, I think you just have to shell out the dollars. Yeah,
2: I mean, free agent goaltending is can be such a—it's just a crapshoot. You don't know, and and you can throw a lot of money at uh, a UFA goalie and. Who knows what you're gonna get? I mean, even if they've got the best resume that goalies are goalies and it's just, it's totally unpredictable um, as to how not totally unpredictable but largely unpredictable and how it's gonna work out. So yeah, I mean, I, I think the Blues need to resign it. And yeah, then you're gonna get into questions of money and term, do you, How long-term a deal do you wanna go on this guy? Um, yeah, so they gotta keep them off the market though. Definitely you can, there are, it's easier to find the next Jaden Schwartz and it is to find, you know, a goalie um, that you want to build your team around. Ah, uh, yes, that is uh, guys at
0: the very worst you're going to do is pay a guy. You're going to reward a guy that helps you win a cup. I mean, versus mm-hmm. paying somebody who's you're hoping could do something for you. If, even if it doesn't work out, the guy won you a cup. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> for the very worst you're going to do is give the guy and he did it when he was just came out of nowhere. So from that standpoint, I think it would be pretty easy to to make it happen. But then again, you look at the the, the Markstrom dollars and term, and and man, I'm sure I'm sure that's where uh, I'm sure that's what he's looking at. I mean, it's, he's not doesn't lack confidence. I think Bennington would be okay to test free agency if if it came to that. I don't think he's afraid.
1: Mm-hmm. No, 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 yeah, and. Interesting that he's got former Blues goalie great Mike leude as his agent. Yeah, you think Mike leude will give his old club a discount now?
0: No, uh, but but a pro, uh, Tom. He's you know he knows the market. I mean, he doesn't have a rogue agent, which is yeah, that's good. true.
2: Yeah, this is true. To, it it will be a, watch, a you know yeah, it'll be a simpler negotiation. Ultimately, then the Petrangelo negotiation. Oh, God. Oh,
0: and that's that sad note of, uh, of a memory. Uh, we'll uh, we'll call it a day for the NetFront presence. A reminder that all of our podcasts are available on uh, stltoday.com slash podcast. You'll probably notice that the NetFront pops up in all of our stories on STL Today. If you're a digital subscriber, you can always find the NetFront um, on our site. You can also find us on uh, various podcast apps. We appreciate uh, your audience and telling your friends about us. And um, for Tom, for JT, I'm Jeff Gordon. Until next time from the net front, see ya.